This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Goldie, good morning, man. Good morning, Zaz. You know, I didn't realize Al Gold and comparing him to like David Koresh, it's an interesting way yeah, to look at it. It was it's kind of similar. It's kind of similar. <laughs> yeah. are the, what are those ones where like you got one guy and like 20 something different wives? He's all over the place. The, the, is it it's the, called polygamist? being a resident of the state of Utah. That's, That's right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> polygamist. It's a polygamist. Uh, hey, so so you you saw you saw Trevor Bauer's finger last night for the Cleveland Indians, right? Yeah, I mean it's crazy to me that they even let him out there to pitch. That that anyone thought that that was going to work out because uh, uh, not even three outs into the game, it's dripping blood on the rubber. I wonder if you can tell me because I, I found it to be exceptionally gross. I wonder if you can tell me what what has been the grossest uh, injury that you have seen a player play through. Uh, on the ice because we know those cool. guys are exceptionally tough great question the gro- yeah there's not that many gross ones and i've seen some you know mouths and you get puck in the mouth or something and they're back like three minutes later and you know the thing is all stitched up and it just looks absolutely awful but you know to play through it usually it doesn't look gross you just find out after the game yeah, i had a broken bone in my leg yeah my shoulder had a grade three separation i just kept going stuff like that i mean it's it's wild what some of the guys go through on on the rink right Incredible. You know, and usually they don't even tell you. So every year when the Stanley Cup final ends, you have like a laundry list. Like half the team is playing with something, you know, broken and wrong. And, you know, in hockey, you know, it's kind of like that code of silence. You don't say anything. And sometimes it's to the detriment because you can't really play the way you're supposed to play. But, hey, you know, as long as you're out there, you're kind of doing your job. But, yeah, these guys, it's incredible. The collisions and the speed of the game and they're playing three, four times a week. I don't know how they do it. Goalie, I almost question the fact that, that – that the whole skate to the neck or an open part of the body that I know it happens rarely, but, but still, I, well, we saw it for the Panthers about, t- about 10 years ago. It happened yeah. to Richard Zenick from the Panthers where his neck was sliced open. I thought he was going to die on the People ice. People are riding moment. around with razor blades on their feet. And I'm surprised that it doesn't happen more often. Like you've seen a guy lost his, lost his glove at one point, And then the skate ran over his hand and took his fingers and things like that. I am surprised it doesn't happen more often. You know, and that one with Zednick with Jokinen, you know, is an interesting story that happened in Buffalo and if you remember many years ago, a goaltender yeah. named Clint Malarchuk, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, literally, if it wasn't for the trainer at the time of the Sabres, he, he was dead. He literally stuck three fingers to not gross people out while they're having coffee and breakfast, three fingers into the guy's neck to stop the bleeding, and Clint Malarchuk lived. So ever since then, there's been supposedly a doctor at every game in Buffalo that kind of specializes in that, and that guy was there that night for Zednick, or else he might have had a big problem, and the Panthers training staff, you know, supposedly did, did a great job, but... For a couple of moments there, as he was coming off the ice and the blood is gushing from his neck, there's, I, remember, I remember a few players telling me on the Panther team, they were on the bench. When he got to the bench, they thought he was going to die. Yeah, I thought he was going to die watching it. I remember. I thought yeah. he was going to die. Well, we just had a skate to an Achilles. Right. That's what Huberto just went through, right? Yep, and that happens once in a while. You know, we saw with uh, Eric Carlson, who was a great defenseman for the Ottawa Senators. You know, a couple of years ago, he missed a couple, you know, uh, three, four months or two months. Um, so, yeah, you know, the ski guys have great control over it. So I guess that's probably why, like, to us, we, you would think, hey, the skate blade is flying all around. you think it would cut guys more often, but it probably doesn't happen as often as 
you know, average people like us think it should because they have great control. That's what I'm assuming. Goldie, the Panthers are off to a two-zip start, and you have to feel good about that. This was a big uh, off-season for the Panthers this summer, a great off-season. I think we would categorize it, especially compared to the off-season that some of the other teams down here had uh, over the summer, uh, not naming any names, the Heat. Anyways, so obviously a a 2 nothing start, you feel good about that. You know, Keith Yandel, you had some front office changes, retooled the defense. What would you say is making the biggest splash so far? I would say the biggest splash so far, Amber, is the defenseman. They retooled that blue line, some of it intentional, some of it not. I mean, Brian Campbell wanted to go back to Chicago for half the money, so they couldn't control that, and Willie Mitchell's going to retire, so they can't control that. So they changed the blue line around a lot, Um, some of it intentional, some of it unintentional. The biggest change has been the ability of the defensemen to go, skate, get the puck, and get it out of their own zone quick. Roberto Luongo, there's no such thing as an easy game and goal in the the NHL, but he's had two of his easier games because – Panthers have the puck the whole time. And that's kind of where the game is going, where the game is really. You know, puck possession, obviously, if you have, you know, they, they say all this stuff is analytics and there's really smart people. And when you think about it, it's pretty simple. If, it's like the same thing in the NFL. You know, if, you're, if, if, if your offense is on the field, your defense is rested, you got a better chance to score. And it's no different in hockey, even though it's moving a lot quicker, that if you have possession of the puck, you got a better chance to score goals and win games. And that's where the game has gone. And I say the Panthers defensively, it's been the biggest difference. These guys on D can all skate. They can all move. And for Gerard Gallant, you know, he could use almost any of the defense pairings in any situation. Goldie, what kind of relationship does Yogs have with the media over there? Yeah, he's great. You know, anytime you want anything, he's, he's always there with a smile. The guy is just really, you know, it's incredible, Roms, that he's, you know, that he's interested in still doing this at 44. You know, when he broke in, I mean, you can go back, you know, the old laundry list, you know, pizza was 70 cents a slice and gas was a dollar ten. It's pretty funny when he broke into the league. So uh, he, he loves, you know, his teammates. He loves being around and he knows he has the media obligations. And every time we go to a place, you know, New York, Toronto, Montreal, he knows the media wants to talk to him and, and he's good with it. He's actually a real, uh, he's a real funny guy. He's, he's always there with well, a yeah. laugh and a smile. Yeah, the reason why I was alluding to that is because I was wondering if he's ever asked you about your wife or asked you to take home one of his bobbleheads or two. To <laughs> I yours. mean, did you, you, were you there with Yog? I mean, yes, I was there. Who was he talking was to? He was talking to, right, let's let the cat out of the bag. The hell with it. He was talking to Harvey Fialkov from the Sun Sentinel. And it's so funny because here, Tobin, play the sound for folks who didn't hear it yesterday. Go ahead, yeah. Tobin. Do you like the resemblance? Uh... Well, make sure you got one, and I'll take it home and show your wife, man. I mean, because because, <laughs> because Goldie, Goldie, like, if you didn't know better, the way that he says it, it seems like he's trying to insult him. No, you know what? I was there, and then he followed it up, kind of joking around and smiling, and he and Harvey know each other pretty well for the last three years, so... Yager was just kind of in the mood to just uh, – yeah, I think he was expecting more hockey questions. He wasn't expecting to answer, like, a press conference on, hey, does the bobblehead actually look like you? And what do you think of the uh, the facial feature? Like, he wasn't really in the mood, I guess, for that, so he just threw that out there. That's funny, man. <laughs> uh, this Panther team, uh, offensively, though, you know, you you got, uh, you got goals from this uh, Marcheseau the first couple yeah. games. He's filling in on that top line, uh, you know, for Huberto. Uh, can, can we expect this team to to keep up the scoring? I mean, they only had two goals the first game for the second game, but, you know, no Bukestad for another few weeks, no Huberto for maybe the whole season. Is offense going to be an issue? 
Well, you know, based on the first few games, it won't be because they're getting, you know, the number of scoring chances. I mean, the chances have been there in a big way. Now, you know, Marcia so is an interesting case because this is his first real full-time shot in the NHL, and he's been, you know, a great point producer at every level he's been at. So, and actually, Tampa wanted to keep him, but when they signed Stamkos and Hedman to those big contracts, they just couldn't. They just couldn't hold on to him, and the Panthers swooped in there in free agency and got him. So, yeah, you know, they were top ten in the league in scoring last year. They got to get the power play going, Zaz. That's the one thing, and I think they will. You know, Yandel is so good at running the power play, but two games in, it hasn't looked good yet. They get that power play going, and yeah, even without Huberto for a huge chunk of the season, unfortunately. Um, you know, between Yager and Barkov and Trocek and Smith, I, I think the offense will be okay. Yager aside, this is a young team. We already talked about some of the big changes that came this offseason. Reportedly, though, this team's are already a very close group. Is that true? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Amber. They, you know, they go through, you know, a, a painful, I shouldn't say painful, but a, a thorough process to make sure they're getting the right people. You know, when they got um, this Colton Sevior and Marcia So, in the offseason, they have, obviously, we all know the free agency window before July 1st. Sevier actually went to New York and met with the team owners, Vinny Viola and Doug Sifu. And Marcia So was on the phone with these guys, like on a conference call at length. And they go through, you know, a very strong process of getting the type of people they want, you know, explaining the roles. So they never sign somebody, and all of a sudden the guy gets, hey, what do you mean I'm on the fourth line? He's bitching and moaning about not playing because they, they've already explained to him, hey, here's what we envision for you. And we've got a lot of young players. We want you to do some of this stuff as far as leadership and teaching. And, and if the guy doesn't really want to do that, hey, thanks for your time. And, you know, you're not for us and we're not for you. So um, they have gotten together as a team very quickly. And I think a lot of it is because the guys are real good guys. And, you know, it's interesting. you got, you know, the older guy and Yager and guys like McKenzie, and they're all hanging out with guys that are 20, 21 years old. And, and some of it also has to do with, you know, they all want to win. They all want to win badly. They all know they can help each other. So it's been, a, it's been an interesting dynamic with this team for two, three years, years now, but they get along great. Yeah, speaking of leadership and teaching, we had Derek McKenzie, the new captain, on our show about a week ago or a couple of weeks ago. He was great. Were you surprised that he was the choice? I wasn't surprised. Now, a lot of, you know, people think, hey, you know, you shouldn't have a fourth-line guy as your captain. It should be your best player, regardless of age, regardless of temperament. I mean, Romberg, you played, you know, you're in locker rooms. Like, you know, can a guy that isn't the best player on the team still be a guy that brings everybody together and is respected? I think yes. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. But it is a lot easier for somebody to go ahead and listen to an opinion of a guy that is the best at doing so. Like, but I, And I can, I can see what you're saying, too, as well. Like, would you give Ekblad a captain? Oh, Ekblad will be the captain in a couple years, like, right? Would he have a C on his jersey in year two? I don't think so. But a guy like Crosby or something like that? Yeah, I, I, I could see it. But in a couple years, Goldie, it's Ekblad, right? There's no question. And McKenzie has even hinted at, hey, yeah. I'm just kind of I'm, I'm honored to do it. I'm kind of keeping the seat warm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's so much more that goes into it besides, you know, you could have all the rah-rah stuff in the locker room of, you know, at the, you know, the intermission or the halftime. Hey, let's play better. You know, you still have to have the talent to go out there and do it. So, I don't think McKenzie is going to be as much of that rah-rah guy as he is. You know, he came up the hard way. He played 10 years in the minors before he got a shot. He appreciates being there every day. And then you have all the other things, you know, collecting money for the trainers. And, you know, if it's somebody's birthday, doing something. And, you know, I guess they figured, hey, at 20 years old, let Aaron Eckblad just enjoy himself, play the game, continue to get better at the game, and not worry about all of the other stuff yet. Are we going to see some more Spacey and Space stuff this year, or is that going to be coming at the end of the season? 
I don't know where President Underwood is right now. Come on, it's you organic, know? Romberg. You can't plan this stuff. It's organic. <laughs> it was organic last year. I don't know what they're going to do. You know, Sean Thornton, there's another guy that, you know, they, they signed to a contract extension really to have him in the locker room. You know, he'll probably play maybe a half or a third of the games, but he's such a good guy for these young guys. So over the last few years, that comes up with, um, you know, what they do for the post game, you know, whatever the player of the game is. So, uh, I got to find out. I don't think he's come up with anything yet. I think it's got to be his ass. It's got to be organic. Do you know where it came from, the Spacey in Space? Like, do you know, and it's one of those that you're sworn to secrecy? I honestly do not know the full story. I'm being serious. I didn't, I didn't really ask when they said they didn't want to say anything. But I do know something happened when they were in New York, and I think they ran into him somehow, and then they won the 12 games in a row. And I believe somebody went online and found that Spacey in Space sweatshirt, and when they won the game – after they had whatever encounter with Spacey, they figured, hey, we'll give this to the guy that is the best play- player in the game in the locker room. And then they won 12 in a row, so they were doing it every night and it took off. Hockey players are so, so jacked weird. up in the head. So weird, man. <laughs> They're the best. Hockey players are really the best. They really are. They're great guys. They really Yeah, You're right. You're right about that. Goldie, excellent job. Uh, enjoy Tampa. Interstate rivalry tonight. Let's get the rivalry going. You know, they got to meet in the playoffs to have a rivalry. So that's what I'm looking forward to. All right, Goldie. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. See ya. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.